You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie back. Recording? No, no, I'm starting now. I'm the one, two, one, two. God damn it, this is going to be good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. This is episode 266 or 7. I don't, I don't know no more. Pick up sticks, 266. Uh, and... Uh, as always, make sure you follow the feedback on social media. Feedback BAQ, of course, because that's my name. Uh, if you don't know me, you don't get the joke, but now you do. Uh, and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, all the episodes episodes are there. Uh, Hip Hop Bingo is coming back as record play on September 21st at a venue that I'm not going to disclose yet because i got to drip that information. You know what I mean? So just mark your calendar for Wednesday. God, shut up. Wednesday, <laughs> September 21st. Just mark your calendars, all right? You'll find out. It's going to be dope. Uh, I'll announce the comedian. I'll announce the theme. And uh, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. So record play, not hip-hop bingo no more, all right? Shameless plug. All right. It's my show. I can plug it all on. <laughs> it's full. So I would change it up. I've been talking to a lot of comedians lately, and I wanted to switch it up a little bit. You know, I have that one epi- episode with Anya Cologne. We talk about relationships and stuff, but I, I've been wanting to talk to this guy for a long time. I got Jordan Rogers, a.k.a. Buck Shh, Rogers. Don't be throwing my government out there, bruh. Really? They don't know that? Shh. Nah, they don't even know how to spell my last name. Really? They, put, they forget the D because they don't buck with me. Ah, see, you give it up. I got Buck Rogers, DJ Buck Rogers. How you been, man? Uh, you know, working on highly working yourself. Trying to. Hey, trying that's, to. that's all we can do, right? Exactly, exactly. The man with the master fingers. Or phalanges, as I call it. Phalanges, phalanges. 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 Au poquito français. That's what Spanish and French. In poquito français. This is what I just said. In poquito français. I've never heard that combination before. That's good. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you should try it. Nah. Why not? I mean. I'm trying to get Buck to get on stage and, and tell some jokes. I mean, I talk a lot of shit, but yes, I don't you know do. about telling jokes. Then talk shit to the audience. Oh, I do all day. Then get on stage and do it. I do. It's called twitch.tv slash DJ Buck Rogers. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking <laughs> with your words. Yeah, I mean, all right, we'll see. One day. One, One day. day. I got You see my, my laundry list of shit to do uh-huh. and how scatterbrained I am. You just added another thing to the list. How long is the list? You don't want to know. That's never happening. It's never Not with that now. attitude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretending to, bro. That's why I wrote the list. Fuck. I'm, give I'm, me some credit. I'm Shit. trying to do reverse psychology. Make you push it up to the top. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Exactly. And she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, we got to do a little bit of, you know, background story. I'm sure you've told this many times. This is not an interview show, but... You know, I've known this cat for a long time, and he's been killing it. And it kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, "Who the hell is Buckers?" And he just showed up in Austin. I'm like, "Holy shit! Nobody does this." So, what, what was it? What was it for? Did you did you grow up in a music family, or what was it? I mean, for the most part, yes. Uh, you know, I had a. I grew up as a drummer at first and foremost, so that's kind of where the drum machine falls into play. I've been playing the drums like I feel like this is such a stereotypical background story of every fucking DJ or musician that's out there. But like, <laughs> I used to be in a band, or my dad had a lot of vinyls. Yeah, you know, I started at like ten, and like you know, like you know, mom was it. No, anyways, I uh, started as a drummer at like three, sneaking down the basement, fucking around with my uh, at three. Yeah, literally sneaking down at three. 
Three, I mean, well, crawling down at that point, but yeah, yes. I was about to say, <laughs> or more, maybe just tumbling down. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I just made a beat out of me falling down the there stairs. There you go. I recorded that shit. I'm three. I'm a genius. Uh, you know. All right, uh, uh, let's be real. Five ish. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> I know, I like know. I was expecting fourteen. Okay, well, start at the drums, and then uh, young mom found turntables at eleven. Well, she showed me what turntables were at like eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was just. Something I enjoyed doing. Uh, at the time, I was an aggressive inline skater slash professional paintball player. Professional paintball player. Yeah. Before I saw DJing as a career, I'm kind of like time hopping right now because I, no, I, 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 I went from I, 11 to like 18 real quick. But uh, no, but I mean, I didn't know that was a thing. Professional yeah. paint, paint, not ping pong, paint, paintball, ball. like yeah. with the uh, yeah. the helmet I, and I, you ducking I, and shit. Yeah, I traveled the country to shoot motherfuckers. Wow. The military was just too scary. Oh, fuck military. Anyone that, <laughs> you like, 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 and I'm not talking like war strategy, but like any military motherfucker that stepped on my field, paintball, like I'm not really? talking no fucking scenario shit. Like you want to get clapped up, you shit, step on my field, bring all your boys. It'll be me versus 10 of them motherfuckers. Really? Clap, clap, clap. Because I really thought that like I've, I've been the paintball not professional, probably not on that level, but like people, them kids take it seriously. Like they're ducking, they're doing like diehard style, fucking rolling. Like, but you also have different scenarios of like you actually have what's called scenario play, which is like woods or like you know castle fields or something uh-huh. that's set up. And then you have like what, what the, the tournament paintball was like speedball. What is that? So speedball is more like inflatable bunkers. It's a okay. mir- it's a mirrored field, so like it's the same on both sides. Uh-huh. So like it's it's basically like playing chess. Really? Versus, versus scenario, like in the woods and shit, like you have so many variables. Interesting. But is it like team on team? Team of what? Three, four? Five? Uh, so there was five men, seven men, and ten men back in the day. But like the, uh, the what made it on ESPN was called uh, X-Ball. So it's like picture hockey mm-hmm. meets paintball, pretty much. So and like, you get to beat up people? With that, the, that part of hockey? With the gun. I mean, with a gun, yeah. I'll, I'll clap <laughs> you you motherfuckers. Yeah, nah. Damn, got you, bitch. Clap, clap. Do you shoot sideways? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm half gangster, but not that. No, it's, it's, this is a, a predominant white sport. <laughs> so, I would assume so, you would think. Who can afford all that gear? Honestly, those guns are more than real guns. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This, the, 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 keep in mind, this is like 2003 to 2000, like, Nine, like 2009. I, that's the last tournament I played was World Cup 2009. But there's a World Cup. Yeah. I, I look. I'm I'm fascinated by subcultures. Like there's a whole. I didn't know that was a thing because I thought it was all just my white side coming out. No, that's fine. <laughs> hey, be proud of it, son. <laughs> oh, half of me is privileged. <laughs> yes. You get to talk about paintball. Yeah. I don't get that. If I talked about paintball, I'll get my ass whooped. No way. But what I'm saying is, I, I I'm. I'm genuinely curious about that world because I'm like, from the outside, you're like, yeah, you just go on Saturday, shoot some shit, and then, but to get to where, oh, I'm representing the United States at this World Cup of paintball, like you get on the podium, you sing the national anthem, like it's a huge I mean, deal. Yeah, we have literally teams from that come all, all over from the world, like France, Germany, fucking Russia. Russia was a yo, don't fuck with really? Russia. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Wouldn't anything. Any never sport? the, the <laughs> Russian assassins at that. So. <laughs> like how 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 old are the the there's different dif- divisions by age? Uh, age has nothing to do with it. I mean, there there are di- different divisions from like D three all the way up to professional. So like you have D three, D two, D one. 
So like D one's like you got to make the cut to make the pro team. I mean, to this day, there's like a it's still going on, right? It is, but it's not near as what it was. Like it, it basically, I feel like personally, its peak was like 2007, 2008, that era. After that, it just kind of. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the DJ anyway, part. Yeah, but yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is this is great. <laughs> this is I had no idea. I I had no idea that was that that was the thing. Uh, like, there, is there like a Michael like a, the best player ever? So kind of the thing? Michael Jordan of paintball is known as Oliver Lang. Hey, where is he from? He so most of the U.S. guys were Cali boys because like they had the best weather to do it year round. Ah. Texas actually has a lot. Like Texas had uh, uh, several professional teams, believe it or not. But it's just so fucking hot here. And there's no indoor? It's always, like, outside? Uh, I mean, yeah, no. Any, uh, they have indoor facilities, but that's more so just for rec players. Practice. Yeah, so, like, I mean, but any of the tournaments, I mean, there's a few that they put inside, like, stadiums and shit, but, like, uh, for the most part, it was outdoors. And you were that good? I mean, that's what I was pursuing. Wow. <laughs> Do the colors matter? Did what? The colors you shoot, did they matter at all? Oh, no, no, no. It's, just, honestly, at that point, like, when you do the tournament shit, it depends on the sponsors. So, like, you know, there's different paint companies that make their, you know, their shells and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really, whatever the fuck you bring, it don't matter as long as it blows up on a motherfucker. Because, like, paint, like, weather affected the paint a lot. So, like, basically how brittle it was. The colder, really? Yeah, the colder it was, the more brittle it is. So that means, it will, like, if you get shot with it, it's going to break easier. But it also means your gun also has the chance to break paint. And then once you break paint in your gun, your shit will not shoot straight. You got to clean it out to get something to shoot straight. Wow. This is like the war. Uh, to a degree, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if your gun jams, you got to like... There's a lot of geometry behind paintball that motherfuckers don't understand. But like, it's all about angles. I mean, like, is it... Uh, what, what are the rules to begin? Is it like headshot, two points? Because I'm thinking just nah, shooting it's, in a video it's game not, It's not based off points. So like when it comes to tournament play, like it's 5v5. The okay. goal is to eliminate, and then all the points come from the flag. So when you, you get their flag on the other side and oh, you bring okay. it back yeah, to yeah. your station, that's that's the main game. But usually to do that, you have to eliminate the whole team. There are situations to where, like, you know, we'll come down to a one-on-one, and they literally swap sides of fields, and, like, it's, it becomes a sprint back to the fucking flag station. Because right. the first person to hang the flag, like, that's that's ultimate, like, game over. That's it. I, I did it. For, no, it wasn't spinning ball. It was uh, like one of those indoor shooting thing. Like, well, airsoft? Yeah. Or laser tag. No, not laser tag. The first one. Airsoft. So a little plastic BB. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We did that. It was a company outing. <laughs> and they, they had, I mean, we show up, two walls full of guns. Like, okay, we have this one's the dragon. This one's the, the viper. This one's two hand. This one's brand new. Just came out. And we went at it and shot the shit out of the boss. <laughs> he probably deserves it because you know nah, how much money he makes off y'all. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's the boss. <laughs> no, I mean, you, it, it, it was fun, but like it, it, you really get that sense of yo, I'm on. If you're in the military, you're gonna hate me right now. But like, you really feel like, oh shit, people are shooting at me. I gotta like have this uh, what's it called, like survival instinct kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as BB guns, as paint, as whatever, but it, it just kicks in. Something is being projected at you. Yes. you have to survive. <laughs> like, yes, holy shit, that's dope. Yeah. All right, fast forward. Right. <laughs> Close so, that parenthesis. <laughs> before I was uh before I knew I was gonna do DJing as a profession, that's kinda like where my headset was, right? So fast forward to I just graduated high school, I'm nineteen years old, and uh it got to the point to where like, all right, either become the general manager ma- general manager of this kitchen and like run your cause like I cooked, you know, growing up in high school and shit. So like mm-hmm. become the GM of this, but then at the time my mentor 
you know, he brought me out to a couple of little gigs and whatnot. And uh, I'm like, you know, what you pay me in two weeks, I make in two days at 19. So I'm like, hmm, here's my apron. Peace out. I'm going to try this shit. And I, that's what I just hung it up and just did DJing full time for 120%. And here we are. What? That was 15 years later. 15? Probably. T- yeah. I mean, profession- professionally, like. Did you start in the clubs? Uh, I wouldn't call it a club. It was more like, so Broad Ripple, Indiana is like uh, a little college town, you know, like. Right, but like you know, Thursday, Wednesday, like the the weekly. Yeah, no, it, it was the weekend, like the college you know, kids. Yeah, I mean, I so I had a one of my largest residencies that I had back in uh, Indiana was at a place called Fox and Hound. It's literally just a little tavern, fucking bar and grill. Mm-hmm. They had thirty six taps, and I did a, a Tuesday night called Tipsy Tuesday because every Tuesday all their taps were two bucks, no matter what. Great it was. idea. So two dollar taps, Tipsy Tuesdays. And that's kind of really what popped my cherry when it comes to just, you know, playing for the public and shit of that nature. And then uh, with my mentor being top speed, he used to host like Scribble Jam back in the day. You remember Scribble Jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like he was like one of the host DJs of that shit. So like I was I was taught proper when it comes up to like the B-Boy era and turntablism. Oh, and you shit know like your that. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like from there... I kind of like, you know, put myself out there and then uh, some of the homies within the circle, he's like, yo, I think you'd be a good fit for Red Bull 3 style. And that was my first battle ever. Well, were you at the time, I mean, going from DJing at the college town, right, to now you're learning technique, you're doing tricks and shit already? No, no, no. no. So like flashback to like 11, 12, 13, like. I was still taught turntablism and shit. I, I found, like, I started at UK Hard House. My first record I ever fucking bought in 2001, Platypus, Art of Trance. So, like, as a DJ with turntables, that was the very first fucking record I ever bought. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, because I had a young mom, wasn't sheltered from shit. So, house music was kind of, like, where I grew up. From there, I found that, you know, hip-hop and all that shit was in there. Especially once I hit high school. Mm-hmm. Kids were like, oh, you're a DJ, right? Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm play like, Brass Monkey. You don't <laughs> listen to the shit that I play. I, I promise you. But then I found out on my dad's side of the family, I had an uncle that worked with Def Jam. So he put me in the record pool. So every time I come oh, home I was from school... I just going to say that like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I come home from school... <laughs> Every time I come home from school, there's like, you know, promo releases and like fucking a box of records on my shit. I had GZ Thug Motivation 101 before that nigga dropped that album. I chopped and screwed that in Indiana. Keep in mind. Can you hear the flex? (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear the flex? It's it's very subtle, but it's huge. Doubles at that. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, seriously. God damn. Uh I know I'm kind of like scatterbrained, but that's no, just no, how my no, fucking brain works. No, hey, that's fine. Just just keep up. Just the, he's but, just gonna uh, be dropping some crazy shit like he just drank <laughs> milk. That's all. Hey, you know. Go ahead. That's go what ahead. the rewind buttons for. Follow. You know. Pe- you know yeah, it's gonna take a couple <laughs> listens on this episode. I'm telling y'all right now, it's gonna miss some. This gems. is unscripted. I was just downstairs drinking a beer. He's like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" I'm like, "Fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Anyways, back to the thug motivation, right? Uh huh. Chopped and screwed that shit because, like, it, what's crazy is now that I live in Texas, we had uh, in Indiana, we had DJ Black. Y'all had DJ Screw down here, but like yeah. DJ Black in Indiana, you called it screwed up music. He called it dragged up music. And like DJ Black, meaning like 3 6 Mafia, you know, they're DJ for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Chopped and Screwed was like, 
shit that was trending and i just did this shit as a joke and uh, apparently it went viral before viral was viral in my high school i had little burnt cds of fucking uh, most of it was in like cool edit pro and shit my bootleg ass version of fucking fruity loops from kazaa <laughs> that you get this guy. i got an exe file from kazaa oh shit the kazaa <laughs> we ain't talking kazaa <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, uh, fuck! <laughs> cool edit pro. I haven't heard that name um, in twenty years. It's like that or like Sony Acid. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, son. I do this shit for real. When I had labor maker CD. What do you got? Shit. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so you already knew how to you learn how to scratch and do all those tricks because you so, already had yeah, access like, to I, all I had that in the bag in a sense because like so I started with house music and then I uh, you know as I naturally progress and grow from adolescence to literally a teenager you know hip hop and whatnot was a big factor and uh, I just naturally felt like turntablism just kind of like be, being a drummer like it just something that translated with me very well so like I've kind of always had that in the bag. Anyways, fast forward back to after the, you know, I, I made my appearance. I'm fucking DJing at bars and shit. I'm, you know, paying my dues in a sense. Finally got put on the radar and was invited to do the, my first ever fucking real battle, the Red Bull 3 style 2012. But I went to go represent Chicago. And fuck you, Hollywood Holt, because <laughs> okay, <laughs> he. I'm just saying off top, like you know, we're in Chicago representing Chicago. He's the host of the event, mm-hmm. and uh, most of everyone is from Chicago. But like, this is my first one, biggest stage I've ever been on. I'm in the mid Chicago, right? Fucking, you know, here to battle in a national level battle, and he's like, this next competitor, he's not from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Hailing all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana, and the crowd was just like, boo. (laughs) I'm going to fuck you up before you even get on stage. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to jinx the shit out of you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. (laughs) But long story short, you know, as my first real true battle ever and national battle at that, I ended up taking third place. Pretty good. First good ever. Rock. Like so like, you know, I mean I at least lets me know that I can contend and compete. And then uh Yeah. And then I got the invite back next year. And then that year I lost to the world champ of that year. Or the US champ, sorry, Who US champ of that year, Trentino. Oh, okay. So they did a little differently though. They broke it down into uh they did qualifiers and then they did regional. I won my qualifier and then I went to go do the regional back in Chicago. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is not from Chicago still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go back in Chicago, then I lose to the homie Trentino, who actually is from Chicago. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, persevere. After that, two years later, I moved to Texas. They call me back. I come back. But they want me to represent the South region now. So now I'm representing Texas. Go down to New Orleans. That's when I met Diggy Dutch for the first time. Okay. That's when uh, you know I met some of the other cats. And then uh, I became the South Regional champ. So my first year in Texas, I become the South Regional champ of fucking... You're still not from Texas. Uh, I've been here for 10 years. I, I'm representing y'all motherfuckers. No, back then, back then. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw, niggas. <this> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So you you, you got Nash, uh, regional champ and then... Became a U.S. finalist and did not place it from there. But uh, met a lot of good friends, a lot of good homies. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I mean, that's really what it's about. Just 
putting yourself in an awkward position to fucking learn and adapt and just soak up what you can. So when did the the phalange thing came in? From uh, DJ to like so, so I found playing I, piano on buttons. I got my first drum machine at in 2013, inspired by the homie DJ Inferno, uh, who is Madonna's DJ and things of that nature. Also, like uh, Jeremy Ellis, he's the first person I saw do that. Jeremy Ellis, yes, he came to Austin at a I think it was Holy Mountain. I did that with Qbert. I was playing that show, fool. You were there. I was. I opened up for them. I didn't know you. <laughs> it was Q, it was Qbert and fucking Jeremy Ellis, yeah. and then I, I opened up for that show. I, I didn't know you back then, but I was there. <laughs> I was the I was the I was the, the guy with no hair pushing buttons before the guy with long hair with freckles. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy Mountain, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which God turned damn. into scratch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which nobody cared for. <laughs> I mean, I, I I broke a few records there, but you know. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's yeah. the first guy I saw to, to do that. Maybe I can't believe I didn't see you. But. A, a, so like, a rap music is truly the first guy who gets the claim when it comes to actually like on a level that we perform, that I perform at, and some of the other so-called finger drummers perform at. Like, mm-hmm. a rap was the, truly the first one. He's like a dipset dude, New York to the heart. Like, yeah, he he was truly the one that put finger drumming on in a sense. But, but then, and then you have Jeremy Ellis. Though, like he's he's Detroit to the heart. So like he grew up with like Dilla and all those guys. Like, wow, I didn't I I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But what what was it about the the finger drumming for uh, you? So back to rewinding to when I was when I said three and I fell downstairs. Let's say five. Uh, just drumming. So like I mean, I grew up a drummer first and foremost before anything. So I'm like the era that I I mean because I grew up traditionally on vinyl. So, like, the analog shit was real. And then right as I graduated high school, that's when Serato and shit really started coming out. Like, right. before that, it was, like, uh, Stanton Final Scratch. and then, But, like, Serato was the one that really is like, yo, have you seen this technology? La, la, la. But then a lot of the OGs, you know, like, there was that big debate. Like, that's not real DJing. That's not that's yeah, fucking not. Yeah, yeah. Now they're I'm not, like, not having to carry all these crazy yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, do you miss hiring a motherfucker to carry your records in for you? Because, yep. uh, I mean, I never truly got to travel like that. And I... I'm glad I didn't have to. I'm like, yo, everything you got, I have in my backpack, motherfucker. What? Yeah. <laughs> granted, gra- granted, the ripping and all that shit was way different back then. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like most of that shit was CD singles and stuff like that before all these digital files existed. But uh, yeah, no, fuck that shit. Anyways, moral of the story is technology is coming at us whether we like it or not. And like either you adapt or survive or you get left behind. A lot of the OGs when Serato came out were like, you know, that's not real. That's not real. I'm like, well. Vinyl only party. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like. Everybody was doing that. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, I, every now and again, I'll pull records out and like, I fucking love that shit because like it, just seeing the album covers and stuff like that. It's, like, it's a different it, experience. Yeah. Totally, and like yeah. And kids don't know how to fucking dig for records these days. They got all these, like, they, they can sit at home on their couch after just playing with their dick, looking at a fucking library of music to download. It's just mm-hmm. like, they're spoiled, but they will never know the joy of going into a moldy basement and fucking digging through records and having mm-hmm. dust up your nose and fucking black mold you're breathing in that you don't even know about, mm-hmm. but you got bangers, son. Yeah, like, like, nobody got this. How many, exactly. How, how many of these you have? One? I'm taking it. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even know what it's worth. But like, yeah, like that's, that's the difference from the analog to the digital days. However, like I said, I don't miss carrying that shit, but I do miss the memories of like when I pull that record out, I, it takes me right back to that point in time towards like, yo, oh fuck, I remember where I was, when I was, and like, you know, like. I, I have an existential question to ask. Okay. Uh, I grew up with a DJ. My older brother was a DJ uh, back in France. So he DJed uh, K 
Caribbean music like Zouk and African music like yeah. Dumbolo and Barak, all that, all that stuff. And like R&B, New Jack Swing type shit. So he had all the 45s and everything. Yeah. And uh, this is a question I've asked a lot of DJs. Do you think it's about introducing shit to people? Like dope music to people? Or it could be a mix. It could be a mix. But uh, some DJs lean one way or the other. Or just like, hey, I just want y'all to dance. So I'll play back that ass up a few times. So there, there's two ways to do this. And like what I've learned a lot with Z Trip, it was like, it's your job as a DJ to obviously break records. And like, mm-hmm. I, we all know trends and we all know charts and we all know like what the people want. But it's okay to play records for you and like break records at that. It's just about the setup of how you do so. You can't expect people to like say if you're in this vibe and you just all of a sudden what I call a curveball or you just go somewhere that like they weren't necessarily set up for. That's right. when they look at you crazy because like you didn't set them up for it. Mm-hmm. But if you like, you know, use the mic or kind of have a, maybe a little skit or something that kind of sets up the record. And it also depends on the show. Like, you know, clubs and shit, motherfuckers are just there to dance and fucking listen to what they know. Cause like, even if you give them words, they know, and it's not the vibe that they know, they they'll still look at you sideways. Like, bro, play the fucking original. What are you doing? Like, yeah. I'm here to fuck this bitch. And she don't know this version. Like, come on, I'm, <laughs> I'm popping bottles. I'm doing this. I'm like, you know, yeah. like it's timing in a place, but it's also about the setup of how you get there and go. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, like I said, throw a record and expect spaghetti to stick on the wall. And if it's not cooked or al dente, like, I don't know. Like I always, I always believed it was about. Um, I take that back. I I lean more towards the hey, I'm about to introduce y'all to some shit y'all don't know about yet. Exactly, it's a setup though. Like right. you, you didn't just be like, here we go on a whole nother ship. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're going this direction now. Black blast. We're going east. We ta- I'm taking you on the journey. <laughs> Come with me. Be like, like uh, dude. I, I just closed my tab. I, I mean, I, I, I was vibing until you done did this. I'm leaving now. You know, I, I, had, I had a problem with, with um, the when DJs only played just five seconds of a song. The quick, like I said, timing in a place too. Like I, I know, but, but I, you got to understand people's attention spans these days. No, no, no. no. This is not these days. I'm, these days, I'm talking about like you're playing the intro to Mob D Burn. Right, so you hear that that little yep. piano thing, and then uh, everybody getting hype, and all of a sudden you switch to a Dilla joint, and you're like, "No, wait, hold on." As dope as it is, you were there, unless they're doing some clever wordplay or something, or you know, flash. No, it's like a teaser. Every every time, it's like, "Dude, stop teasing me! Stop teasing!" Have me. you seen? How many we gonna go? No, there. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nope, nope, nope. What? No, nope. but you can't say nope, nope, nope. That's all right. I didn't mean to get. <laughs> what? What is it? I gotta pee. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, I do. I thought you about to drop some. I know I was, but then like my bladder's like, yo, bro. All right, I'll pause. Go, all go, right. go. It's fine. But talk all the shit behind my back. I'll be back. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm <laughs> pull your pants up. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I've, uh, if you guys don't know, um, I mean, I've been doing this podcast thing for nine years now, and I've had a lot of DJs on this podcast. Uh, people like DJ Mel, who's one of my favorites out of Austin. He's DJ. He was Obama's DJ. Uh, he was, he had a residency at Nasty's on Mondays. That was dope. He does Rock the Cosba, which is like all 80s night. I think there's one coming up soon. But yeah, like Chicken George, Chorizo Funk, uh, um, Orion from Peligrosa, most of the Peligrosa DJs. So well, I, I have a lot. I've always had a lot of respect 
uh, for DJs because one, they're the whole reason why I was going out so much, you know, when I came to Austin, cause I was like, I love music, not music, not so much, uh, unless it's music that I like. So I would go downtown and check out the DJs cause the DJs are supposed to know music. They're supposed to entertain. They're supposed to get people to dance. And I would go down there and I would, you know, dance my ass off. You know what I mean? So, but I was always like, Oh, I got to know the DJ. I want to know what is, what is, uh, I kept coming back. So I was like, okay, now I know a, a DJ protege set, or I know a DJ Meljohn or chicken George, like what kind of, st- how, how would it different? That was always my thing. And I was like, cause how do you think, do you think there's more DJs or more comics? Uh, it depends on the DJ. Well, I'm just DJ, DJ. I'm not talking about top quality DJ. I'm just talking as a pool of DJs. There's a lot of comedic DJs out there that don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> that's a funny ass. That's a funny ass DJs. I club. mean, yeah, there's some suspect ass DJs out here, or DJs. No, but, but. Yeah, but I mean, you get in the. I get the appeal though. Like you're you're in the early twenties. You're like, yo, ego I want to be a lot in the to booth. do with that too, though. Huh? When you're young, ego has a lot to do with it. Oh like, man, I've seen. I, some. I know. I remember being young. I was arrogant. Like you know, I had those moments where I, you know, I'd actually call people out. Like, man, you sound like shoes in a fucking dryer. Nah, 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 nah. But then we become best friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <after> the booth? <laughs> not, well, you know, this is the internet, the keyboard oh. warriors. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, like, you, you're live. You're, D, you're DJing. You're, you're basically, the, you're the biggest dick in the room. Because all the girls want to talk, talk to you. Everybody want to be in the VIP. Ain't no one want to talk to me. I'm an introvert as a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. But I'm saying, like, the appeal of it all. Is like, yeah, I'm the shit. The like, everybody light, came the here. Light, the limelight yeah, exactly. aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'm here because people want to hear music. I provide the music. So, yeah. But I'm it also the boss. depends on how you got that job because if people don't know you for your music, but daddy owns the spot and they ain't there for you, motherfucker, they're there because daddy owns the spot. Yes. And they have a hookup <laughs> at the bar. Exactly. So, it, it, it takes a while to get to the point where you go to a place because of who's on stage. Well, I mean, on, honestly, it comes down to putting music out these days. DJ, like, in the underground scene, you know, you could be a DJ's favorite DJ, but the mainstream aspect for a DJ, these DJs are producers. They're putting their music out, and then they, you know, some actually DJ, some are pre-produced, recorded shit, you mm-hmm. know, and it, for that aspect, it, it's part of the, you know, it, it's the show at that point, but... Is D- it the, the natural is progression? A, <clears throat> DJ is a very... uh What's the word I'm looking for? Oops. Overused term. I don't know. Everyone's a fucking DJ of the day. But Everybody's what, a fucking what, comic DJ. <laughs> well, no, a lot of motherfuckers think they're funny, but. A lot of people think they can DJ. They can just exactly, go, and go yeah. play and stop. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I'm a DJ now. And I can just grab a mic and be like, pick it, pick it. Oh my God, I'm a comic now. <laughs> <laughs> Do that shit on stage. Do that shit on stage. Buck, I'm serious. <laughs> pick it, pick it. I'm a DJ now. <laughs> No, nah, but for, I, I I get the appeal, but yeah, not everybody can do it. So how do you how do you find your shit now? Well, I was talking about it with Jock Nor on a previous podcast. But Meaning, find like what music, music shit? Yeah, uh, honestly, I use more. I'm still on the blog shit and like SoundCloud and things of that nature. I like finding for me personally where I'm at right now. Like I love finding obscure flips and just honestly, I'm doing what the fuck I want to do nowadays. Like. <laughs> Certain scenarios for, you know, depending on who books me or where I get booked, obviously, you know, I'm going to play to the crowd and play to the environment, but I'm also going to show you my sound of your relevance and like, 
that's the shit that I dig for is just, you know, vibey. And the older I get, like, I just, I still, look, I, I've been making a lot of drum and bass. I love my fucking sound design and shit like that. But, mm-hmm. like, the older I get, I just like more of a vibe. Like, just I look, I'm, I'm selection, with you on that. funky, I'm fucking with, I'm just with you on that. I'm flavorful. Like, 100%. You know, the, the, the biggest, um, one of the biggest moments, uh, you know what DJ Inverse is? Yeah. Yeah. So this is how I met Mark. Uh, it was back in the day, Chicken George had a spot on, on West 6 and he couldn't make it. So Inverse came in and I'm like, this is the upscale kind of spot. Like they had like the, the, the dance floor with the lit up, uh, with the yeah, lights and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he played nothing but B-side on B-tracks all uh, night long. And you know, that's, a, that, that's a fucking it. vibe. That's some San Francisco shit right there. That's, no, but that's I like mean, a vibe. You're talking like this was one of the fanciest places in Austin well, at that time. Yeah, that, but that's also a grown environment yes, to allow that. Exactly. But I might, but I mean like it, these were not songs that people would know. normally you know recognize. I mean? yeah, 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 they would not yeah, recognize. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, but it's the okay, flavor yes, of how I, he I did it. You. It's the flavor of how he did it. Like that's that's a whole part of the setup that we were talking about yep. earlier. It's, it's the setup like you know, you, you can walk into a room and try that shit, but it's all about getting them there. You can't just like, bam, like I'm sure he started out with some relevance and he just drifted into this, you know. Oh, it was for two hours straight. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to know who this guy is because I've never seen nobody pull that shit off. My brother was with me and he, he lived in New York at the time. He goes, nobody in New York dares do, dares to do what he just fucking did. New York slam mixes a lot. I'm sorry. They're MCs, but yo, bro. <laughs> you want to talk about short attention span? <laughs> really? It's like that? I don't know. I'm talking shit. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so is is there a an actual, like a world championship of the finger drumming thing? Or not yet? Uh, I mean, there are some beat battle competitions. Um, I mean, A-Track did one, and I'm the world champion of his competition, the Goldie Awards. What does that mean? <laughs> like, uh, According to A-Track, I'm a finger drum world champion did did the world participate i mean out of entries that were uh chosen from all over the world oh okay there were some world people okay yeah no like they flew people in from russia they flew okay no no like no no, americans like to say world champion and nobody else plays in the world so like okay to even get invited you have to submit a video and out of all the videos submitted i was one of the top eight chosen of all over the world to get invited to this competition. And then I went to the competition and ended up winning that year. All right. So uh, that's, that's the whole world aspect. That, okay. Granted, get- it, it, it's a smaller platform. Like this is a track. So fool's gold records. Like this is, it's called the Goldie awards. That's where mm-hmm. the gold comes from. Fool's gold records. Um, it's a competition. He started, you know, and it, like a track, anyone who knows of a track, like he was a world champion at 15 DMC world champion. At fucking 15. Like, grew up with AM and all them motherfuckers. Like, Uh he knows his shit. And this is his competition that he threw. World champ. World fucking champ. Is is it picking up overall as as an art form? Uh, It's becoming more and more uh, recognized. And, I mean, it's more people are, you know, putting themselves out there for that. It's still not quite... I mean, could DMC have a division just for that? Like, just I mean, one? I feel with DMCs, I mean, that's kind of because the whole point behind DMCs is, you know, the turntable aspect. Sure. So, I mean, I, I kind of infuse 
the finger drumming with the turntablism and I call it cue drumming. So mm-hmm. like I'm using my cue points, so I'm scratching and drumming. So like I'm, you know, replaying shit and flipping into my own manner, kind of infusing the two. And that's what I'm like very blessed about, like because having the turntablism and the battle mentality, I'm now transferring over to the machine aspect or the the finger drumming aspect. And like it's uh, fucking, I love it. I'm a, I'm I'm. I'm the craze of fucking finger drumming. I'll tell you that right now. The cr- DJ craze. DJ craze. If you've not seen his No Slaves yeah. routine, just wait, because my finger drum shit, I'm calling all you fucks out. All <laughs> of you. I don't know what camera's looking at me, but all you fucking four-button pushing motherfuckers that have 16 pads playing on loops thinking you cute, night-night. What are you on? I push all 16 buttons. So, like, all right, so look. All right, break it down. Without being too fucking cocky. Don't, don't, don't give away your secrets, but... No, I, ain't no, I don't give a fuck. I'll I give you my lessons. You can purchase them on my fucking studio. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to okay. learn how to be like me? Buy my lessons. Uh, no. But not. Nah, so, like, there, there's two ways to this. And it, this even translates to the DJ aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. The more you dumb it down, the more digestible you make shit for the everyday person to correlate to what you're doing, mm-hmm. you win. And, like, those who get a little, like, with me, I have RBF, resting buck face. So, like, I'll be doing shit. Yeah, like, you have no... It's so second nature for me. And, like, it's not like I'm not having fun. (laughs) I don't have to. But, like, it's not that I'm not having fun, but it's literally just so second nature for me. Also depends on the environment. Like, if I'm doing a special show or something, cool, I'm I'm fucking there for the show. But if I'm just doing everyday nine-to-five club shit, it's just, like, it's just a job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's, it's a fucking job so it's like it's not that i'm not having fun but it's just like it's hard to tell yeah anyways what were we talking about uh back the, back to the uh the setup for no no no, no. you're saying I, I, I was saying that oh if, the routines four the buttons routine. versus 16 yeah. okay yeah 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 so kiss keep it simple stupid you know dumb it down make it digestible and like a lot of the shit that i do i purposely like when i'm doing my live routines or whatever I'm not playing on loops. I'm not doing anything of that nature. However, I still want to make it to, if you're not paying attention to what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you can't tell the difference if I'm like playing a song or making a song. Because so you're making like, a song on the spot. Yeah, I'm literally making the song on the spot. And like everything is just on the fly for me. Just like I, I, I live in the moment. I don't have nothing pre-planned. I don't have none of that shit. I mean, to a degree, I have a setup, but like. I mean, as, you, you, as program, the, you program the 16 buttons somehow. No, I program it They're all. not always the same. Well, I have my formula. Don't give that away. The, no, I, I'm selling it. I'll give it away if you want to buy it. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I don't have a PayPal that you can just go right now. It's all. But, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll invoice okay. you later. Anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying you have you have 16 buttons. Yeah. So ultimately, what I'm getting at mm-hmm. is like, I love doing shit different. Like all these motherfuckers out there that are just literally hitting a kick snare hat, uh-huh. playing on a loop. Oh, cute! Boom, tap, tap, boom, tap, boom, tap. Like while they got their loop playing, that's cute. But like you're stuck in that. I like. Okay, we're gonna start here. Now let's take it to Mumathon. Let's take it up the house. Let's make it breakbeat. Let's go back down to halftime. Let's do triplets. Let's do fucking like you know. But that's also the drummer in me. Yeah, but you. How do you? Let's say you're doing. Well, let's say. You're doing a set. You got your 16 buttons yep. program, right? There's some kind of 
there's a method to the madness, right? Maybe the top four or something, the second four or something. Well, yeah, well, whatever, whatever the back method. to the formula. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, exactly. infusing the DJ mentality with the finger drumming, my top three pads minus the top left is usually like an intro. So it's the setup, the intro that mm-hmm. sets the tempo, that sets like, you know, if I'm DJing a track and I'm bringing something in, all right, cool, I'm at 80 BPMs here. This track starts at 80. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's the setup. And then usually from there, the next pad over is either like a hook or a vocal or something that's still correlating with the song that keeps the tempo. And then the last pad is either like an out phrase or like something that's going to set me up for the next track. And then everything else are just one shots. So literally I hit it once and that's it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't hit it, nothing happens. Right. So so with the same set of buttons, you can go to any genre of music is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Because you're not going to be programming in the middle of your of your set. Nah, but because they're all one shot. So like this button only makes this one sound. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. it. I can then control the tempo. I can then control the range of where we want to go. Because like it's not a preset loop. Yes. With a loop, you're just you're stuck there. Unless you're gonna, you know, pitch it up, pitch it down to speed it up or slow it down. Mm-hmm. Either still it's still that same loop. You can't freak it. What What is the uh, like the base, the very basic setup? Is it the two buttons? Is it three buttons? Like four buttons? Well, for, I just told you sixteen. Sixteen? No, you can start <laughs> <at> sixteen. <laughs> nah, so I mean, just look when when you like debate. Like if you were to the, to be like one on one, starting from scratch, one on one, it's always one thing at a time, one button at a time. Like a lot of it comes down to counts. Because it's the drummer mentality. So right. one bar is four measures. One, two, two three, three four. four. That's one bar. Yeah. And like when I like, it's no different than teaching a drum lesson. Like, you know, like depending on, like usually it's your hi-hat that you start with. You want to hold the one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Then you add other elements. Mm-hmm. So like the kick would be on the one. So it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three three four and then usually the snare is on the three one two three four now you're doing i'm not a beatboxer but (laughs) but that made some fucking sense though that made a lot of sense breaking it down like that it makes perfect sense so literally that's that's where you would start with any of that and then as you're there you just keep adding more elements once you get the core of it down Mm -hmm. you just keep adding the elements or layers just like production taking them on the journey you on, can on the sound journey, or you can just keep keep it simple and play prefabricated loops and act like you're doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's so many shots fired to all these fake ass finger drummers out there. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not that they're fake; they're winning, obviously, because they're putting out content. But nigga, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think is the is the next the step after that? Is there like a the next evolution of drumming? You think? Uh, I mean, is there technology coming out that we don't know about that's like, yo, there's finger drumming, but there's this other thing now. It's I like mean, there's always conscious drumming. With, or, with the evolution of fucking MIDI controllers and things of that nature, there's always going to be something different. It's just a matter of, is it digestible for the everyday people? Is it a way for them to understand what you're doing? Because I have fucking wireless shit. I have gloves and stuff. I have so type of, so much dope shit. You could do it without the keys? Like just tapping your fingers? Yeah. Like, there, I mean, there, there's tools and shit out there. Like, fucking, now MIDI controllers are becoming, like, Bluetooth controllers and, like, all types of other shit. And, like, there's literally shit I can wave with laser beams and all types of other shit that, like, it makes music and, like, each beam is different and, like, the level and shit. Like, wow. the, the technology's out there, but, like, it's not digestible 
for people to like if they show up to a show be like oh i get what he's doing no they have no fight he just seems look like a nigga playing a laser harp like, but it doesn't matter that's the, the, at the eh. at the end of the day it's like look there's music being put out if you want to know how the sausage is made yeah go and watch and how it's done but but, but a lot of the people don't want to take the time to do so they need something that that's the relevance that comes into play they need like drummer keyboard guitar singer okay okay fuck, okay, fuck those people that's the fucking majority of everywhere. I, I Unless you're building your own unique audience, which is possible. But like, if you're playing for the masses, you're not going to, you cannot please them all. Rule number one, no matter what the fuck you do in life, you can't please them all. If you live by that rule, trying to please them all, you're always going to lose because there's always going to be someone out there that just does not see or believe or fucking, they just want to talk shit because they can't like it's, yeah, but if, if put it this way, if everybody jumped on board and was like, "Hey, this is this is the next thing." Oh, like crypto? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but yes. But th- that's what I mean. Like, it, yes, it takes time for people to catch up to technology and catch up to new sounds. That that's always been the case, right? Yeah. You know, when you think about how sound was recorded in the '60s versus how way it's recorded different. today, it's way different. I can do everything on one unit. One unit, exactly. Like, and I mean, back then you need a, a you need like five drummers, <laughs> five drummers, and ten guitar players, and a whole wall of trumpets to, to actually yep. make the thing work. But now it's like, but eventually. It, it, it's a matter of who who's going to be the earlier adopters. But as as a community, if you decide, hey, you know what, we're going to jump. Just like a different. It's a matter of the cult that you built, or how good you can advertise. <laughs> Honestly, is what it comes down to. It's everything. Everything now is a fucking algorithm. Yeah, but I think there's, every, there's, there's something for. I'm not disagreeing, uh, but there's something for everybody, and I think there's. It's like oh, the, of course, it's, it's like the guys who who sign up for title just because it sounds better. I'm like, do you really need that, that level? That of, get, we can take that back to the OGs, motherfucker, saying that flat files and waves are better than MP3s and then and then. Like, I mean, yes, they have their advantages, but who has hi-fi fucking systems? Most fucking places are mono. <laughs> so what the fuck is your I, I flat the file? Like, I had a hi-fi system. <laughs> Let's take it back to the eight track days, I, motherfucker. I, I, could, you- <laughs> I couldn't touch my dad's <laughs> with the record play on top and the tuner at the bottom. Oh yeah, no, never, nah, 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 you, can, nah, that, you know how much that was back then? Yo, man, <laughs> I got my ass whooped so many times because I tried to double deck shit. <laughs> I was recording on the radio, you know, playing and recording at the same time, trying to taste some shit. Man, You're I got my ass shit. whooped. You don't need a dub. <laughs> <laughs> you got rubber dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just so. saying, man. I, it, it's as fast as technology goes. People have to catch up. You, you adapt, or you get left behind. But there's also that age gap too that didn't necessarily, you know, like some of the OGs. Now, I mean, now as you know, kids are growing up with technology, but the, those that didn't have it now have to adapt to it. Like, I mean, yeah, they're sure they're getting phased out because it's just evolution, but. Uh, you know, there's, there's also that. Too. And also, you know, the places that don't have access to that. We're fucking spoiled so fucking much oh, yeah, in, in this country. Oh, And th- we're so fucking wasteful in this goddamn country. But are we going these, there? No, but these are two totally... The, yeah. I mean... <laughs> No, because we country don't have time. We don't have time. Yeah, we do. We do. No, we do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Technology evolution is kind of where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, so at this point, you're you still do you still compete? 
Honestly, I feel I have nothing more to prove at this point. I mean, I have at least a world champion title, whatever that may mean. And, uh, you know, I've, the only thing that I would want to do possibly is just the DMCs, just for the true turntablism aspect of a DJ. Like, like back, not, they don't have a finger thing. It's no, straight up yeah, DJ. No, just, just check, you know, I mean, I, I mind fuck around and once, I don't know, like, honestly, it depends on where I'm at with my headspace and the current situation. Like, at this point now, I feel I have nothing to prove. All my idols that I grew up to, like I'm kinfolk with, and like I we share secrets. I teach them shit when mm-hmm. they they were my inspiration to fucking even make me learn. So it's like it's it's humbling on that aspect, and like even the pioneers of the DJ game, like it's very fucking humbling to have pioneers of the game that literally like Jazzy Jeff, fucking Jess Blaze, all these dudes calling me a goat, and like I feel like I haven't even goated yet, but like. The fact that I have, you know, just their recognition to like that's even solidify, huge. like that's it's very fucking humbling. So it knows I'm on the right path. I'm just like on my own uh, time frame or my own whatever the fucking word I'm looking for right now. But like I'm on I'm on, I'm on my own path. Yeah. But like stars are aligning. Basically, is what I'm trying what, to say. What is is there a, is there a DJ out there that you haven't like? Uh, either met or played with nah so like some of my biggest inspirations that I still have yet to really cross paths with I want to do something with like DJ Shadow my next project that I'm doing Shadow? yeah like my next project that I'm doing is inspired by him uh and like where I'm at now is where he was before we had all the technology condensed like what he was doing then Mm -hmm. like when i was just getting out of high school is basically where i'm at and i didn't even know until as of recently but like i have my shit condensed to just one table he was doing like turntables cdjs with dvds giving you the visual experience with loopers and mpc players and fucking like he's putting on a whole fucking show to whereas now i have my shit you know condensed down but little did i know he was a big inspiration behind like what I do when I just do like it. I got to say the video DJ, I don't like. So there's, there's two sides to that. Cause I used to do a little bit of it too. There's, there's some videos that were literally stop a dance floor because they've it, never seen the video and they're just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? And like, yeah. but it's also taken away from like being there. That was that was the those two things were exactly the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I, I think it was, I went down to San Antonio, and it was a club in a shopping center next to a Starbucks. It's also San Antonio. Though. It is San Antonio. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I saw this dude DJ DJing, but he had like four monitors in front of him. And he was mixing Probably videos. because he couldn't mix without watching the monitors. There's a lot of Serato face DJs out there that don't use their ear holes. And yeah, that's but why I mean, you have ears. It, it didn't matter to him. It was like, I'm going to go from Big Pimpin', you know, to Miss Jackson and look at the video. But to exactly, so what I was saying when, when you were gone is that I was going out all the time because I genuinely enjoy dancing and I, I have a lot of respect for DJs. You know, and I know I'm a nerd and I always tell the DJs, I know I'm like, look, you're, you're not playing for me. I get it. Like if you try to 
drop because I know some DJs that would show up and be like, "Oh shit, back is here. I gotta, I gotta play Lost Boys. Or I gotta play some." Yeah, no, you don't. Mean, no, you don't. Yeah, I know. You, no, but you like, don't. That's that's just you know. But they know res- you, yeah. so like you know. I, I, res- just, I respect that, and I appreciate it's just all the tip y'all. of the hat type of shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I gotta get on my dance hall tip, and I can't play Sister Nancy because <laughs> it's tired of this no, song. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going, not doing it. You no, don't love me, and I know now. No, I don't. But it was always yo. There wouldn't be a party, you know, without a DJ. And I had a lot of, uh, and I've gotten to meet a lot of DJs over the years, you know, that came, that either from Austin or came through Austin. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, DJs going out dancing, your genuine love for it? Yes. Fuck, I missed it. Brain fart. It will come back. It will come back. But, oh, yes, 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 yes. My, my point is that. There's such a, um, I don't know if it's, I don't, I wouldn't call it pressure, but like there's a misunderstanding when it comes to, Hey, I'm just showing someplace. Right. And it happens to be music and there's no interest in, okay, who's the guy behind the booth? How is he doing that? You know what I mean? And because I, there's so many of us these days, who fucking who can keep up? There's so many new fucking DJs in Austin. I'm like, where the fuck? Did I, these look, I don't even know. I, I don't even know from? these guys. <laughs> exactly, but I, I also don't, don't leave the house. So it's <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you. Did you see the thing, the, the Wiz Khalifa thing? I did, and I'm actually very good friends with his DJ, who's actually a real DJ that I met in the Red Bull Three Style 2015. That wasn't the guy that was there, though. No, 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 no. no that was no, no, some no. random. Yeah, dude. no. Brandon wasn't, or Bonix wasn't with him that night. Like. Wiz was just, you know, in his feels, and it, it, it happens. I'm not defending him. Like, I, you should never treat people like that, period. Honestly, yeah, I don't give DJ a fuck where no you DJ, at. Like, yeah. you put your ego aside, motherfucker. Like, he's at work. You're getting paid to be there. That's one thing. But, like, bro, like, don't disrespect. That's, that was unnecessary. And, I mean, he has a real DJ on his team, so he knows what a real DJ is. But, like, you know, it's also, you got to think, as a performer aspect, we all have days. Like there's there's two sides to this coin. Like you know, there's there's times where even though we have to be in the public eye, we might not want to be there. We're in a mental place that we're not fucking like we're in our own dark little world that <laughs> that kind of portrayed uh, that that energy came out and like he was just the victim of that fucking you know yeah. like DJs or people, folks. Remember, no, just artists, performers, musicians. Like yeah. we're we're in a spotlight, and especially the higher you get in this fucking ladder, like you're put on a pedestal and like people expect you to be how they see you all the time as on your fucking social media and like all this mm-hmm. other shit. And like, we're human. Like we have our fucking <laughs> it's days. It's crazy that we, we have to say that. What? <laughs> it's, it's not always glitz and glamour. Like these fake motherfuckers on Instagram make it seem like, yeah, you may see that, but if you know someone and like, get to it, know your DJs, some of them are approachable. Don't talk to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm Leave kidding. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do my finger drumming. Just get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no, but re- I, I, I really think that it's as an art form, there is this, it is this, you know, glitz and glamour. You did, you know, you're the big, you're the big dog in the club, blah, blah, blah. Everybody looks up to you. Everybody thinks they can do what you do. And yet they treat you like shit. 
Yeah, I mean, I get walked over all the time still, but I'm also, I'm a pushover at heart. Like, it's sad, but, like, I'm a people pleaser, and, like, as much shit as I talk about, you can't please them all. It's just something I'm in my Virgo blood that's just like, hold on, wait, why can't I? Like, I, I it's like, <laughs> do, do you and have, I also still like, I enjoy what I do too. Still, like, you know, there's the more I say no, like, the more it really does help me out. But like, mm-hmm. I still genuinely love to play music, and like, it's not always. I'm not chasing paper. I'm, I'm just getting. But the more older I become, the uh, one. I realized that I can't hang like I used to. So I got to oh, pick yeah. and choose. <laughs> I got to pick and choose my battles. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. All right. Do you have a, we do this thing called dope shit at the end of the podcast where you just plug something that's not about you. It could be a show. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a porn site. It could be a book. It could be whatever. Uh, one, shout out to Mo Ammer. Coming oh, got his new show. Yeah, his new Netflix. Ne- not not yes. only not, well, he's movie too with The Rock, but like his, right. his new Netflix series of like how he grew up in Houston as a fucking immigrant and like his his story and his struggle and like he's he's a real humble motherfucking he genuine really dude, man, and he's funny as fuck. Hey, go back, <laughs> go, go back to the archive. Go check out the episode I had with him. I uh, got he, he was on the podcast before uh, no, he, no, before no. he taped his Netflix special at the yeah. Paramount. So go check out that episode. Down so here. such a good dude. I want to say that comes out dude. August twenty fourth. I want to say is when that drops. I, I feel like so. I just saw him post that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, nah. Uh, what else? Dope shit. Um, the new batch of weed I got was very dope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I smoke it. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. I, we, we do. We do. I just started a new residency right here at Native Hostel Sundays. Are you serious? Brunch, yeah. This would be my it's third like, week. Like with a twelve to three, what is it? Uh, well, I mean, I'm ba- I'm basically in charge of the schedule from two to six or two to ten. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, I'll play two to four or two to six, and then six. Yeah, so breaking it up, two to six. Uh, little brunch party. So basically, if for those who are around for the Bastard Barbecue, oh, that shit was crazy. That's, that's basically like the home I want to keep for it to a degree. Like once in a blue moon, we'll do a special show out back and shit like that. But like yeah. along that vibes is kind of like what I'm curating to like make a staple for us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's some dope shit I'm trying to plug. Uh, when, where, what? Austin's behind it, so you know we got oh, that's we legit. got, some, we got legit. some locals. We got some locals supporting that shit. Uh, new machine packs I'm coming out with. So, uh, what is that? So (laughs) machine packs. So the machine packs, meaning my, the, the actual drum machine I use is known as a native instruments machine or machina Uh for the Germans out there. Uh, Uh, I'm basically selling my own, my, my personal kits and kits that I curate for the public to use plug and play. So basically you can buy my kit, put it in your shit and play instantly. Wow. Well, you can't. Where is it available? Uh, it will be on my website, djbuckrogers.com. Once you're done bucking with me, you won't forget the D, meaning the fucking name spelling. <laughs> People still spell feedback with a C, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I couldn't spell the one for Siri, but still. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, my dope shit. Um, shit, I had. I'm having brain force lately, man. God, I'm getting old. That's what it is. A dope shit. I just give one. 
I lost it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Speaking oh, of, he just had me on the show. That's some dope shit. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, shout okay, out, shout right, out right, to we me. <laughs> okay, we're, we're done. No, 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 no. Actually, my dope shit you'll appreciate is that I'm a huge fan of the Tuesday morning coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, with, with scratch. Yeah, yeah, with scratch yeah, bastard. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I, I mean, sure. I'm at work. I can't get shit done. He's crushing it, though. I mean, yo, yo, he is fucking I'm in there, crushing that shit. And what I really appreciate is that he has guest DJs on. He had this girl from France. I forgot her name. Uh, Ellie? Something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The redhead? Oh, no, no, no. no. That's someone else. No, I think her name is Emmy. Emmy. I think it's Emmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, yeah, I didn't work for four hours. <laughs> I, was at, I was at my desk just pretending I was typing shit. But I was <laughs> typing in the chat. Like, yo, this is crazy. Da, 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 da. He, he gave me a shout out every once in a while. So shout out to Scratch Bastard. So One of the most happiest. John having I, never, yo, yo, I gotta say his ginger big what he calls BGE big ginger energy <laughs> I never I was, I was gonna say, when you said that when you do your drum uh, your finger drum and you're just looking like you're not even RBF, there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's the happiest dude ever yo he gets so excited about the tracks he plays <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> but that's his energy. He's but I like, like, I, I like that. Even at, at the club, when I would go see the, uh, see DJs, I'd be like, if you're just there, like heads down, nobody see your eyes, not even smiling. Unless I'm like, you're really crushing it musically, that's one thing. But like, there's, but still, I, I could be doing that, but I still looks like I'm not. I don't want to be there. Like I'm just ready to go home. I look like Wednesday, fucking. On Adam's <laughs> Adam's family. Family. <laughs> no, but like you see, like you know how I met you no know Manny. How M- Manny was at Fez back in the day on Tuesdays, and he would play a record, and he would come to the dance floor and dance <laughs> with just everybody. Just, it out. just jam out, <laughs> yeah. He'd go right back, but, but he'll never forget he's a DJ. So he'll just run back and play another one and come back down. I'm like that. That I like that. I fucking love Manny. I love that shit. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. Do you have a, a song request gone wrong story? Song request gone wrong. Honestly, I can't remember shit these days. I'm sure there's something back in these archives, but that's when I need my civil silent to like bring it back out. My, my favorite, the, the, my favorite, I like, I love to tell is uh, DJ Mill. He had a, he used to be at this, uh, what's that upstairs downtown, Malverde. That's before my time. Yeah, so it was uh, Mel had Fridays and Chicken George had Saturdays, or some vice versa, whatever. And it's it was one of the like fancy spots. And uh, like you start there, but you don't end there, kind of thing. Yeah. And it was the pregame. Yeah. For the shit show. But <laughs> bachelorette party, as you know, this is Austin. Uh, yeah. And they come up, and it's it's the the one, the ugly one that walks up and goes, "Can oh, I play something with you dance?" There's always it's the ugly one. A, yeah, it's always the one who's not having a good time. It's like, but something we can dance to. It's the Karen in the making. Yeah, exactly. No, she was full on Karen by then. The, the was, fluent Karen. She was full on Karen. <laughs> oh, I thought you said fluent Karen. No, fluent and Karen. She was fluent too. <laughs> she was full on fluent Karen. That was, I mean, this is before Karen's. I mean, she was the precursor to the Karen thing. And every bachelorette party has one. Anyway, <laughs> I shit you not. Mel was vibing and people were dancing. And there was like maybe like 15 people on the dance floor. And he did the best move I've ever seen a DJ do because he was on the R and B tip, and he stopped and he played Master of Puppets, Metallica, right. and stepped back, <laughs> stepped away, curveball, <laughs> stepped away, and he's he, like, "I'm just gonna duck right now." <laughs> Hold on, let me let close the laptop a little bit. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm surprised the, he the, had the, it. The, the bartenders were like, "Yes!" <laughs> I'm surprised he had it, but that bitch didn't know what to say. 
<laughs> and and her friends got mad at her of for killing the vibe. They left and then they came back without her. Sounds about right. I would have ditched that bitch too. <laughs> she's always the one. She's always there. Anyway, uh, follow DJ Buck Rogers with a D on Instagram. Oh, that's everything. DJ B U C K R O D G E R S at everything. If it's not that name, it's not me. Is there a video of the Red Bull thing? There's lots of videos. I'm sure there are, but that one's in the cloud. Like which one? Oh, with Hollywood? Not, not, not with the introduction of Hollywood Holt. Okay, that's just something I had to live. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I remember that shit. But it stays in the brain. It's, it's, There's nothing out there for that. Yeah, no, nah, that was that was. All right. Well, follow the feedback. Uh, Bak, of course. Uh, follow Record Play. It's Hip Hop Bingo, and I'm changing the name to Record Play. And the next one is on Wednesday, September twenty first. Uh, I'll announce the place later. Uh, but follow the Instagram, and you'll know what's up. So I'm looking forward to it. Same vibe, better vibe, uh, different name. So come check it out. Don't lose out. It's gonna sell out as it always fucking does. Okay, so don't, bars. Don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep alright Buck thank you so much for yeah, coming through thank you for appreciate it me. we'll talk to you next time ciao ciao peace